Radio Free Brooklyn. gentlemen and you are hearing every little step by bobby brown i always like to start off my monday mornings with some old school soul and r&b or old school hip-hop music and ladies and gentlemen i am ben lewis and this is episode one of ben talks that's right this is episode one of ben talks right here on radio free brooklyn and i will be here every single monday for the remainder of the season from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. So you guys are listening to a very momentous occasion right now. I'm very excited to have been given this opportunity to have my own show. Uh, if, you, if you're a regular listener of this station, you know that I fill in for just about anyone at any time. I rarely ever say no to an opportunity to get on these airwaves and speak to the listeners who I like to call my friends. And I just want to thank all my supporters, my friends who always share my posts, my family in particular, they've listened to every single time I've been on as we continue to jam out to this Bobby Brown joint. But I do want to give a special thanks to the powers that be here at Radio Free Brooklyn, man. This station is run by some geniuses and uh, I've been given a great opportunity here and I'm going to make the very, very best of it. So we are, this is Ben Talks and we are on episode one. And I'm excited. I got a jam-packed show for you all. So stay tuned. Uh, yeah, so here on Ben Talks, we're going to do a little bit of um, talking, of course. We're going to play some music. We're going to talk about some news stories, some interesting stories that I've been able to, to find over the weekend or over the past week. We're going to play some up-and-coming artists. And uh, every now and then, I just might break out into some old-school hip-hop or old school R&B because who doesn't love old school? I know I do and you should too. Uh, but I can't 
go on into our topics without first saying a, a special rest in peace to uh, we lost two comedic legends over the past weekend. Jerry Lewis, who um, who passed away this weekend at the age of 91. He died of natural causes. He's a he's a, a comedic icon, a legend when you talk about comedy. And we also lost Dick Gregory, who was also a legendary comedian, but he was much more, uh, especially to to me, as as a as a black man, he was much more than just uh, a comedian. He was a civil rights activist, and he passed away at eighty four. He's been in, he was hospitalized since August twelve, and you know he was. If you know anything about Dick Gregory, he was one of the first black comedians to to cross over and 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 be able to perform at, at white clubs and and get a white audience. And he was on the front lines of of a lot of uh, civil rights movements. Uh, you can find pictures of him with, with the likes of Malcolm X, Dr. Martin Luther King. Uh, and, and even throughout his old age, he was always speaking and, and he was always talking about, you know, black empowerment and, and educating us about race and, and racism in America. And just, we just lost two great men over this past weekend. And my hearts go out to, to their families who's mourning the loss of both Jerry Lewis and Dick Gregory. And uh, I just want to, you know, say that I hope that they rest in peace. All right. So I had a good weekend. I hope all of you listening had a good weekend. Uh, my weekend was pretty slow up until yesterday. My voice is a little shaky. Uh, uh, I don't know if you guys can hear it, but I went to WWE SummerSlam last night and my 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 what a time that was. You want to you want to go to a show where the crowd is just electric, you're chanting, you're screaming your head off for no reason. The a WWE show is the place to be. You talk to random people. It's kind of like going to a sporting event if you've ever been to an NFL game or a basketball game, if you're sitting next to a fan of, you know, if you guys are rooting for the same team or you guys are rooting for the opposing teams, you guys can kind of form a, a, a friendship that lasts about four hours. So last night sitting next to me was this kid. Uh, his name was Titus, and he was there by himself. I, I would never go to a show by myself. I'm, I'm just not that, that brave. I'm always thinking, like, you know, someone might see me and be, oh, that guy's by himself. He must be a loser. He has no friends or something. But, man, he was there. He was enjoying the show. He and I was talking throughout the show. He seemed like a pretty cool guy, um, and he was a big fan of Roman Reigns, just like I am. But SummerSlam, it was a crazy, crazy time. I, I went in there. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to scream. I'm not going to go crazy. I don't want to lose my voice because I have to be here in the morning and do this show. But once the show started, all of that went out the window. I was screaming. I was chanting. I was just going crazy. It was a great crowd, great, great crowd. And they're going to be back next year. So hopefully I get an opportunity to go again to SummerSlam next year. It was a really good time. Uh, I'm going to talk about some of my favorite parts, some parts I didn't like. Um, I'm going to start off with the worst part. And if and those of you who watched it, you know, uh, you know, the results or if you got the, the alerts on your phone. So. One of my least favorite parts of the night was the finish to the uh, Jinder Mahal and um, Shinsuke Nakamura match. That was a bit rushed. I'm not sure if the Kevin Owens-AJ Styles match that went on before took a little too long. But 
the ending of the Nakamura and Jinder Mahal fight was just seemed a little bit rushed to me. I did not like the ending because it was a legit match and Nakamura was dominating the whole time and he got distracted by the Singh brothers. He defeated the distraction and then he turned around and, and got hit with Jinder Mahal's very, very weak and uh, just, it's not, it's not what I would call a finishing move, but he uses it. So I guess WWE is okay with that. But he hit Nakamura with that and that was the end of the match. It lasted about 15 minutes. So that was the worst part of the night to me. Um, the best parts. Wow. Uh, chanting. Crazy things. Uh, that was that was some of the, the one of the best parts of the night to me. Uh, that that main event with Brock Lesnar, Randy Orton. I mean, not Randy Orton. Wow. Uh, Brock Lesnar, uh, Roman Reigns, Samoa Joe, and Braun Strowman. Now, Braun Strowman came out, and he was destroying everybody. He was destroying everybody. He destroyed Brock Lesnar, sent him out on a stretcher. I know that was part of the storyline, but it was still very entertaining to watch. And I was upset that, you know, Brock Lesnar came back and, and won the match. He, he was on the stretcher. He was brought to the back. He came out, uh, came back out, and, you know, did the whole, oh, my God, he's such a warrior. He's, he, he wants to defend his title. Came back out and ended up winning the match, and I was not pleased with that. But we all know that this is scripted and everything, but I, I kind of wanted, I went going into the match, I wanted Roman Reigns to win, obviously, because I'm a big fan. But after seeing Braun Strowman's performance, I wanted to see him win the match because he was just destroying everybody. You don't go through a fatal four-way and destroy everyone and not win. That's just not fair. But maybe down the line, we'll see a Brock Lesnar-Braun Strowman uh, rematch, and maybe the title will be on the line then. But that was my weekend, and... You know, my favorite part was, hey, hanging out with uh, my buddies. I know how that sounds kind of sentimental, but sometimes I can be a sensitive guy. <laughs> yeah, hanging out with my buddies. Um, ha- uh, shout out to Brent um, Abdallah, or Abs, as he likes to be called, and Troy. Shout out to those two guys. Those are who I went to SummerSlam with. That's two years in a row we were able to go to SummerSlam, and it was a great time. Hopefully, we can link up and go again next year. So that was my weekend wrap-up. I didn't do much else. There was a big dinner at my house on Sunday also after church. Uh, My sister, shout-out to her, and shout-out to all four of my sisters because they are, and my brother, continue to support me. Uh, Yes, if you've gone to the page bio, you know, uh, if if you go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com slash Ben Talks, you can see the show page and you can read a little bit about me and you can read a little bit about what the show is about. You can also go there if you want to sponsor the show as well. You can go there to add me on Facebook at Benjamin Lewis, Twitter at I am Ben Lewis and Instagram at I am Ben Lewis as well. You can go there. You can sponsor the show. Uh, you can also, if you want to um, donate to Radio Free Brooklyn, go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com slash pledge. You can donate one time. You can donate. You can commit to a monthly pledge, whatever is up to you. But we will make the very, very best use of whatever donations we receive here at Radio Free Brooklyn. And another way you can help us out is by helping us be represented at South by Southwest. And here's how you can do it. You can just vote. 
Just go over to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com slash SXSW to cast your vote for our panel, which is the DIY radio and local music communities. Votes will help choose the panels for South by Southwest 2018. And the more votes we get, you guessed it, the better chance we take the RFB show on the road. To find out more information and cast your vote, you can go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com slash SXSW. Make sure you tell your friends about it after you vote, too. Voting ends August 25th. So voting ends this week, people. So don't delay. Go there right now. Open another web page while you're listening to this show and go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com slash SXSW and you can vote for us so that we can take this show on the road and, and represent, be represented at South by Southwest. And thank you for being a part of the Radio Free Brooklyn community. So I'm going to get into some music here. Like I said, I'm, uh, I'm, we're going to get into some uh, local talents, some of my favorite locals, some people that we've had here on the show. Well, not on, on this show, not on Ben Talks, but if you've heard me fill in before, I've had a couple guests up here, you know, Javinci, Bezdani. Crime Family Records was up here, and uh, just last week, we had Wisdom up here. So we're going to get into some tracks, and as well as some other local talents from the Brooklyn area. So we're going to be right back. And like I said, we got a jam-packed show for you guys. And when we come back, one of these uh, neo-Nazis, one of these super-Nazis, well, he's crying a different tone these days and i'll tell you all about that when we come back to ben talks right here on radio free brooklyn Say she's single, got nobody else On the low, she be laying with somebody else I don't bother with the drama, keep shit to myself But I always stay quitting like I fuck with self And that pussy unforgettable Make a few arrangements, lay you down, looking edible Smoking on some broccoli, but we rather bag the vegetables Cause stay poet, not the medical Break it down like a syllable The bass, we on point, we ain't lacking like a decimal Shorty, she low, but she do it for the bands Same way my neighbor used to do it for the grands Shout out boy, Beano, repping red like Japan From young, yeah, I always had a ton of Vision. Back when I ain't having penny pension, eating ramen dinners Jail meals, yeah, it used to be the coldest winners Trap soul, got me feeling like I'm Donnie Tiller Life bougie, so I stay around the realest niggas Only competition in the mirror, my problems, I never fear a nigga Shoot it like a scene, Steven Spiller, nigga No Tarzan, but I came from the jungle Savage and apes, we all got the rumble Good with the hands, oh, y'all never fumble Like it hard as a man never crumble Might trip, little fall, yeah, we all gotta stumble You just gotta get your pieces right, this world is a puzzle I'm from the east, same place where the giants we huddle Poor game shit, man, yeah, we all had some trouble And these balls is unforgettable, they hitting like zannies Ride the wave, shorty dripping in panties She a freak, though, just got her number about a week, though Now she on my dick, off in deep, though Had to hit it back for the sequel Yo, flipped over the 
hourglass by the hour pass Reminiscing with my ex Catching up on our past Our past days Good sex with no mad dates Filet me on lobster tails And the crab kicks When we first met It was just perfect timing We could last forever If we both just put the time in Ironically With some timing Our timings You were dimed and changed up And let another nigga slide up in your pussy How you gonna rate that Once a person rattle you You can't take that snake back You was good here I held you down like a wave cap Must be jumped off the Remy my and I ain't pap I'm all the way up And you see now Minaj every week Touching mills, I'm chasing dreams now They ain't doing nothing for you Why I lay with them? Can't be on the same timing? Why I stay with them? Talks about a future Thinking our love will never stop Only time I showed affections When I hugged the block when I hugged the block, only time I showed affections when I hugged the block. I was the fresh prince and you was Jada. Hold them times his friends saying, girl, he a player, but I never played her down the sleepers where I laid a vent into each other playing in your head while we lay up. Hit it from the back while you try to apply your makeup. I was in the streets and baby girl, you would stay up waiting for me, praying for me. You was with the threesomes and all, but I was playing for keeps. Goddamn, I'm a decent man. You wouldn't understand. Had a game plan, I put that ring on your hand That's over now, we can't backtrack You was down the ride with two straps like a backpack I'ma miss it, girl, forever, girl Remember the good times when you said come in a different world
this shit And I don't know you hurt, but baby can we work it out? Can I show you now? I'm done with the games, road trips I done cried on a bus, I know I lost your trust But can I get it back though? Got a new girl, but I'm sticking out the back though I need your love, can't drive, can't move My car tied, still on flat though You done taught me how to act, yo Done taught me how to get the bank though Told me they gon' hate even when they stay close My girlfriend, my best friend Taught me all these lessons And now you got me stressing Cause you fucking left me And we're back, ladies and gentlemen, to Ben Talks right here on Radio Free Brooklyn, the best part of your Monday morning. Now, before I get into my next topic, I can't believe I just had to like slap myself. There's one more person that I really have to shout out and thank for all her support. My girl, my best friend, name's Queen. She always listens to every single episode and shares it long before anyone else did. So thanks for always having my back. This is a special shout out to you. Now, uh, I don't know how many of us have seen, how many of you guys have seen the uh, Viceland documentary. It was about uh, 20 or 25 minutes long about the uh, Charlottesville protest that took place in Virginia. And there was one guy who was featured on that episode. His name was Chris Cantwell or Christopher Cantwell. And he seemed like a very, you know, like crazy individual. When being asked, you know, like, you know, are you prepared for what might happen? He's like, yo, he, and these are direct quotes from the interview. 
He said, and I quote, ready for violence. He was ready for violence. He showed the reporter this guy was strapped down to his ankle. Like this guy had about 12 guns on him. And he said he's ready for war. I'm carrying a pistol. I go to the gym to make myself more capable of violence. Those are his exact words um, as one of the, the Nazis, the, uh, the Unite the Right protesters. And he even said after the fact, when they asked him about the young lady, Heather Hare, who was killed in the, uh, the crash, the, the car who drove into the crowd of people, she was the one person killed in, in that incident, uh, a 32-year-old paralegal. He seemed remorseless. He didn't care. He was like, well, I mean, that seems like a loss on them. If you ask me, you know, we, we won this situation because, you know, we didn't have to kill anybody. And, and they, they're the ones that, that experienced the loss on their side. And he seemed, I mean, he's a Nazi. So, of course, he's an asshole. Let's just call a spade a spade. Well, he was uh, recently interviewed again. Well, not interviewed again, but there's been a warrant out for this guy's arrest. And apparently he didn't take the news too well. And he took to, uh, I found a video on YouTube and, and uh, he was crying a different tone. And, and, and let's, let's hear what he had to say about this arrest warrant that was issued uh, for him. I contacted the, the local police. I called the Charlottesville Police Department and I asked them, I, I said, I have, I have been told that there's a warrant out for my arrest. Um, and they, uh, they said that they wouldn't confirm it, but that I could find this out if I, <clears throat> excuse me, that I could find this out if I wanted to go to a local magistrate or something like that. But with everything that's happening, I don't think it's wise for me to be you know, going going anywhere. There's a state of emergency. The National Guard is here. Um, you know, so I don't I don't think it's a good idea for me to go there, frankly. Um, and I don't I don't know what to do. I've emailed Stephen Tenney of the Keene Police Department. I'm sorry. I have emailed Stephen Tenney of the Keene Police Department. He's one of the cops who came there. Um, <clears throat> He's one of the cops who saved my ass when I had to pull my gun in Keene. And I emailed him and I said, I don't know what to do. I need guidance. Um, I want to be peaceful. I want to be law-abiding. Okay, That was the whole entire point of this. And I'm watching CNN talk about this as violent white nationalist protests. We have done everything in our power to keep this peaceful. You know, I know we talk a lot of shit on the Internet, right? But, like, literally, Jason Kessler applied for a permit, like, months ago for this, okay? When they yanked our permit, we went to the ACLU, and we went to court, and we won. We've been coordinating with law enforcement the entire time. Every step of the way, we've tried to do the right thing. And they just won't stop, you know? We have done everything in our power. We have used every peaceful and, and lawful means by which to redress our grievances. And our enemies just will not stop. We've been fucking assaulted. They, they are threatening us all over the place. Chelsea Manning, this tranny fanatic, has a picture of himself, herself, talking about curb-stomping Nazis with a picture of his boot coming down on somebody. We are trying to make this peaceful. We are trying to be law-abiding. And our enemies will not stop. What options do we have left? If somebody would like to inform me of that, 
then, then I will be grateful to you. I really will. I guess, I guess that's basically it. I, you know, I, I don't know what else to say. If, again, you know what? I'll just say it here. Uh, 631-791-5842. If law enforcement wants me to turn myself in or they want to know my location, all they have to do is call that number, okay? And if, and if we can set up a, a means of communication where I can verify that you're the police, I, I, will, I will either I will go to the police station or wherever you tell me to go, or if I can confirm that you are, in fact, law enforcement, I will give you my location, and I will, and I will let you come and get me, okay? I'm armed. I do not want violence with you, all right? I'm terrified. I'm afraid you're going to kill me. I really am, all right? So just let's do this however we need to do it. You know, if I, if I got to go to jail today, you know, it, it won't be the fucking first time, all right? I don't want to. I don't think I should. I think I've, I honestly believe that I've been law-abiding, and uh, and I've, I've been engaged in violence. I have. There's there's no question about it. And I and I and I've done nothing to hide that. But it was done in defense of myself and others. And I would not have done it in, in any other for any other reason. And by the way, if University of Virginia was not a gun-free zone, and I had my pistol, I would have stayed far away from that goddamn melee. Okay. I, when, I, when I do not have a weapon on me, I, I feel it necessary to stop threats before they get out of hand, okay? When I have my weapon, I'm cool as a cucumber, folks. Uh, I, I, do not, I do not fucking fight with people. Uh, uh, you know, you would have heard about it by now, right? If I was a violent guy, you would have heard about it by now. Everybody in their mother wants to fucking ruin my life, okay? And if, and if, and if I wanted violence, it's not a difficult thing for a guy like me to find, okay? Um, so... Yeah, there we go. All right, maybe I'll be back later. I don't know. I'm sorry for anybody who's waiting on a live episode of Radical Agenda, but I think you can understand, you know, the situation I'm in. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'll go from there. All right, thanks Thanks for tuning in. Thanks, everybody. Um, and, uh, you know, I'll try to keep you informed. Thanks. <laughs> wow. Well, that is a completely different tone. Uh, <laughs> He was singing from when he did the Viceland interview. He sounded real tough, but that's the thing about these these Nazi guys. These they they're so tough when they're in a protest with twelve hundred other people who have as much hate in their heart as as they do. But now he hears that there's a warrant for his arrest, and now he's crying on a video on YouTube. And you talk about how you're such a peaceful guy. And you're a law-abiding citizen and, you know, you're not trying to hurt anybody unless they're black or Jewish, right? Or Mexican or Muslim or anything else that's not a white man. The thing is, you can't, you got to be able to uh, walk the walk if you're talking to talk. These people, they get in, in, their, in their groups of 1,200 they're getting their groups that, you know, they're never, they're hardly ever singing that same tune when they're alone. And now this guy's talking about how he's scared for his life and he's afraid that he's going to get killed. But he was ready to kill if it came to that at the rally that took place uh, two weeks ago. Really, go check it out. Go on Viceland. Go check out that, interview, that documentary. It's about, 
like I said, it's about 20 to 25 minutes long. Um, I know it's a microwave age and, and you kind of want your, your information in three minutes or less. I know at least I do. If someone's trying to show me a video and I'm like, yo, how long is it? Five minutes? Nah, I don't got time for that, man. But this is a, it's, it's a good, it's a good read. It's not a read, but it's, it's a good thing to watch. And you could see this guy, Chris Cantwell, t- talking like he's so tough. Talking about like, oh, I'm ready for this and I'm ready for that. And, and I go to the gym to make myself more capable of violence. Hmm. Well, it didn't sound that way when, yeah, it didn't, it didn't sound that way when you did that interview, Mr. Mr. Cantwell. You're just a completely different person now, huh? <laughs> I actually got some sound bites from, uh, from this Viceland interview when he was talking so tough. So you can hear, here's what he, here's what he had to say when, when Viceland had their cameras in his face and he was surrounded by a bunch of other hate mongers like himself. Who, who drove how long to get here? 12 hours from our car. We've been driving from uh, north of the border, so. Oh, you came down from Kanadistan. If I was doing the radical agenda in Canada, I'd probably be arrested for it, right? Yeah, well, man. I contacted the, the local police. I called the Charlottesville Police Department, and I... Sounded real happy there. <laughs> he sounded real happy there. Oh, man. These Nazis, man. I can't believe, like, I mean, I can believe it because I, I can't sit here and say that there's ever been a time, at least that I can remember, that there hasn't been this sort of hate in America or even in the world at that. Uh, we even saw, like, something happened just, uh, was a few days ago, this past week in Barcelona. Uh, a car was driven into a crowd. So uh, there's, there's always going to be hate. There's always going to be people who you know, feel as if, you know, they should be the only ones or, you know, if you're not a white male and if you're Jewish or if you're black or if you're Hispanic or if you practice Islam, you're Muslim, then you, there's no place for you here in America, which makes absolutely no sense. And if you want to spew hate on, when there's a television in your face when there's a camera in your face you want to spew hate when there's a, rep- a reporter you want to spew hate when you're surrounded by a hundred of your buddies who feel the same way you do you need to have that same energy when you're by yourself this guy wasn't even arrested he, he wasn't even arrested and he's crying scared there's a warrant out for your arrest it's just no it, it, it's possibly a warrant he hasn't even confirmed but just the thought of having to go to prison and Maybe being in the same cell, even if it's a holding cell, with the same people that you hate and they know what you're about because it's very easy to find out why a person's locked up. It's not difficult. Most of the time, the correction officers tell the other inmates. And probably that's what fears him, that he's going to go to prison and be surrounded by are there Nazis in prison? Yes. But there are also blacks in prison that, you know, would probably want to kick his ass. There's probably Jews in prison as well that probably want to kick his ass. So yeah, he doesn't feel safe. Hmm. 
Because you only feel safe when there's 1,200 of your buddies that hate as much as you do around. That's when you feel safe. Oh, okay. <laughs> Get a grip. I hope that there is an actual arrest warrant out for him. I hope that he gets caught or he turns himself in. But the sad thing is, I don't believe in the justice system enough to, if he is arrested and charged with anything, to actually convict him. Because we've seen people that have the same views and beliefs as him who have shot and killed unarmed minorities, black men and women in particular, and, you know, their community comes together and pays their bail and gets them the best money, the best legal team money can buy. So as much as I would like to see him, you know, turn himself in or get arrested and end up in a cell with, you know, a bunch of people that want to kick his ass, I don't trust in the justice system enough to actually have that happen. We're going to get into our next break here. But first, wouldn't it be amazing to see a community radio station represented at South by Southwest? Well, you can help Radio Free Brooklyn make it happen by doing one simple thing. Vote. And here's how to do it. Just head over to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com slash SXSW to cast your vote for our panel DIY radio and local music communities. The votes will help choose the panels for South by Southwest 2018. And the more votes we get, you guessed it, the better chance we have to take the RFB show on the road. To find out more information as well as cast your vote, which ends August 25th. So make sure you go out there and do it. Like I said, open up another webpage while you're listening to this show and go to www.radiofreebrooklyn.com slash SXSW. Cast your vote for us and then go up to the browser and go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com slash Ben Talks and add me on my social media pages. Benjamin Lewis on Facebook. I am Ben Lewis on Instagram. I am Ben Lewis on Twitter. And you can also sponsor the show from there as well. You can make donations of one, five, ten and twenty dollars, I believe it is. So if you uh, think I'm awesome and you've been listening to me cover the various shows I've been on and, you know, you finally want to say, hey, that guy's cool. I want to support his show. You can do so by doing by going to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com slash Ben Talks and scroll down and click the sponsor button. And if you want to help our Radio Free Brooklyn in general, you go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com slash pledge and you can donate either a one time amount or you can commit to a monthly pledge. We're going to make the best use of whatever donations we receive because we're good, honest people here at Radio Free Brooklyn, and we support the community, and in turn, the community supports us, and we're going to take over the world, but we need your help to do it. All right. So, just going to go into break. Here's our next joint. This is Slim Flossin Exclusive. Yeah, my nigga, this shit's too exclusive. Damn, I, I'm 
fucking on shorty, then call her a lift, try to do Hop in the bullshit, fuck up the music, this shit is too lit. That little bad bitch beat the pussy once, now she jacking me abusive. You can have it like this, my nigga, this shit too exclusive. Tab, I'm fucking on shorty, then call her a lift, check the deuces. Hop in the bullshit, fuck up the music, this shit is too lit. Her little bad bitch beat the pussy once, now she jacking me abusive. Slip flows, flock, champ from the trap, we going back to back, put the floors in the map. Bitch, you know how we do, we always in the mood. Real niggas get in tune, think we're here for the views. Nothing was the same, take care of the game. So far gone, I'm in a different lane. Yellow tape shit, going ape shit. He mad at me, cause I'm on her playlist. I'm on the jet now. Swimming in gold, feeling like a Michael Phelps now. I come through swagging, dipped in fashion. I'm wavy, lazy, magic with the rocket. Talking Tracy McGrady, I'm scoring the foreign is orange. She giving me head while I'm recording. You can have it like this, my nigga, this shit too exclusive. Tab, I'm fucking on shorty, then call her a lift, check the deuces. Hop in the bullshit, fuck up the music, this shit is too lit. Her little babbage beat the pussy once, now she jacking me abusing. You can have it like this, my nigga, this shit too exclusive. Fucking on shorty, then call her a lift, try to do Hop in the bullshit, fuck up the music, this shit is too lit That little bad bitch beat the pussy once, now she jacking me abusive They say money, not everything, lately it's been a solution Damn, I ain't with somebody, left with someone else with my mind in confusion My heart breaking, she the bad type The pussy leaking like a bad pipe But a nigga gave a good pipe I could tell she had a good night Strapped up, I never hit it raw She don't smoke blunt, she rather hit the raws I don't hold her work, I keep it in her drawers Cause these pussy niggas snitching to the law From sneak snitching, now they sneak dissing Trying to send shots, but they keep missing What's loyalty when they keep switching? I'm on minds, I'ma keep sipping I be on the black, posted on the corner That's your baby, yeah, you know I put it on her bird Put the herb, that is my aroma Pissed on the diamonds like the plug is homer I followed if you see a nigga, no telling. I looked up to niggas with bare feelings. I looked up to niggas that was even selling 20k in a day. What a feeling, blow it all before they had a chance to touch it. Put it all in a duffel, so much money, little leg of bags bust. Who the fuck I'm trusting? God, the only man lost too many niggas. Count the money, fuck it. Smoking devil nuggets, spending no budget. Had to make the living better, now I love it. You can have it like that, my nigga, this shit too exclusive. I'm fucking on shorty, then call her a lift, try to do Hop in the bullshit, fuck up the music, this shit is too lit. That little bad bitch beat the pussy once, now she jacking me abusive You can have it like this, my nigga, this shit too exclusive Damn, I'm fucking on shorty, then call her a lift, check the deuces Hop in the bullshit, fuck up the music, this shit is too lit Her little bad bitch beat the pussy once, now she jacking me abusive And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. This is Ben Talks. I am Ben Lewis. This is the best part of your Monday morning. And I'm going to give a disclaimer right now. If you did not watch Power as yet, put the volume down. Don't leave the page. Don't stop listening. Just put the volume down just for the next few minutes. Man, everything... Well, first of all, by now, everyone's probably seen the whole entire remainder of the season um, because apparently 50 leaked the remainder of the season in a bitter dispute with stars because he wanted one extra episode and they did not grant it to him. But that's besides the point. If you did see episode 10 
last night. I think it was episode 10. Oh, my goodness. I mean, I've always said Tariq is going to find out that he's in over his head. <clears throat> that whole time he was acting out, that whole time he was on his F everybody stuff. And, and you know, I don't trust my mom. I don't like my dad. They're all liars. I'm going to find another father figure. And he found it in the form of a no good gangbanger super thug and we'll get into why i call him a super thug and the character played by 50 which is kanan and he with his relationship got involved with some other very very bad people well it all caught up to him in last night's episode because he thought he was about that life went on a home invasion and realized i'm not cut out for this i'm gonna run to school away in connecticut and it all came to a screeching halt in last night's episode. And you know what? I should have I should have gave this R.I.P. in the beginning when I when I uh, said rest in peace to Dick Gregory and Jerry Lewis. I should have said rest in peace, Raina from Power, because uh, poor little girl, man, she's just trying to defend her brother like most sisters do try to defend their brother on a side note, i will say like yo sisters are sometimes some of the toughest people you can hang out with i'm gonna give a story real quick about an altercation that happened when i was a wee little boy walking around on church ave where i you know spent half of my uh young life before i moved to, to mill basin and these these boys, you know, started an altercation with my brother. And right on the front line was my older sister. And she was right in their face, you know, cursing them out. And, and she was ready to rumble. So <laughs> it was the craziest thing. And if you see her, she's a very shy person. I'm telling you, if you ever have the chance to, if you've met, if you're listening and you've met my family and you've met my oldest sister, you'll see that she's not. She doesn't seem like that kind of person, but she was right on the front lines in the face of danger saying, get away from my brothers. Y'all not doing nothing, whatever, whatever. But, yo, your sisters, man, as a brother, it's good to have sisters. They'll always have your back for real. There's some of the tough women, period, are some of the toughest people around. I, I just got to had to tell that story real quick. But yeah, poor Raina, man. She she stepped to Ray Ray and said, yo, I know who you are. Leave my brother alone. And boom, she took a hot one in the chest and. That was that was it in front of Tyreek's eyes. And I'm pretty sure at that moment he realized, what the fuck? This is my fault. Because he wanted to walk around so cool and act like he was so big and bad and getting involved with these with these bad guys and now Raina's gone. It's all your fault, Tariq. It really is. I almost shed a tear. But the internet ruined it for me and I knew it was gonna happen. So I couldn't be as emotionally invested. In that scene as I really should have Because you guys go on Facebook and ruin shows that everyone likes But it's all good I'm not one of those people that, you know You can tell me what happened and I get upset and don't watch I'm still gonna watch But I guess for the very reason that I just said I couldn't be as emotionally invested because I knew it was happening It didn't take me by surprise Had it taken me by surprise I might have almost gotten close to possibly shedding a tear that's right. I might have almost gotten close to possibly shedding a tear. I don't, I'm not going to say I would have shed a tear, but I might have gotten close. So R.I.P. to Reyna. 
And how about making yourself look strong in a show that you write and produce? I mean, this guy, 50, is Kanan is invincible. He was set on fire, and he had the strength to not only get up on his own strength, his skin didn't melt, and he jimmied a lock and escaped, and then went to D.C. with burnt skin all over him and recovered on a diet of lean and Xanax and laid in bed with bandages around him, and he's back to full strength. His face looks completely fine, no surgery, just lean. Don't try that at home, folks. Lean will not help you recover from burns like it did for Kanan. But like I said, you talk about making yourself look strong in your show. Character Andre, he tried to get 50 killed. He tried to get Kanan killed, and he took out two people who apparently tried to sneak up on him. But I guess he's done that. He's done that a lot. So I guess he knows how guys are going to move and how guys are going to do it. But speaking of Andre, what a snake, right? Andre is such a snake. I, I used to, I, and I can't, I, I couldn't read him last season when he was like, oh, I just want to be like you, Ghost, and you, you know, I want, I want you to mentor me. And now he's trying to like take over the game, take over the drug game. And I, I don't know. I can't get a good read on this guy. I don't know if I should trust him or not trust him because. He's just so good at, at being playing both sides of the fence. And Tommy is, a, is about to apparently join the mob. That's going to be interesting because he's already one crazy dude. So with the power of, 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 you know, I like to call it like some powerful gangsters, mobsters, man. They got their hands in, in government and all types of stuff, right? And he's about to be down with those dudes. I can't wait for, what, two weeks? Or I could find the link that people put out on the internet and watch the episode next week or I could watch the episode today if I really want, if I could find the link. But I'm not, it's not that serious to me. But yeah. So if you didn't watch Power and you're listening, sorry, not sorry. I used to say the rule was on a, to talk about a TV show was Wednesday, like what, two, two, two to three days after the, sh- the show original airtime. But I think there's some special cases here with um, Power that you can just talk about the next day. It's Monday. The show's been out since, like, with the link being leaked a couple months now, a couple weeks now. So I guess you can just talk about it whenever. Most people's probably seen it already. So a man by the name of Victor King, who is from North Carolina, he was recently arrested for leaving his five children home alone for too long to go to work. Now, King was charged with child abuse for allegedly leaving the, the children who were all under the age of eight. While he went to work to uh, pay for his wife's medical bills. And he works at Chipotle. So he left his children at home to go to work. Because he said his wife was diagnosed with stage 4 cancer. And he needed to make some money to pay for the medical bills. Now, that is a very noble thing to do. I understand that kind of situation. I understand what you you have to do. To pay for medical bills, because if you don't have insurance or if you have crappy insurance or even if you have decent insurance and you get sick enough, you're going to get yourself into some serious debt. So I understand the, you know, his plight here. I understand that he, he got to work to make some money to kind of offset the, the medical bills that are coming in fast and furious. I'm sure at this point, having to you know have his wife go through chemotherapy and everything involved with with that. And. He claims that he left the children in the care of a neighbor 
and the neighbor then in turn left them alone. Now, how did anyone find out that these children were home alone, you ask? Well, we all have that nosy neighbor, that person that's always, you know, their air is to the door whenever they hear the keys jingling, whenever they hear people talking in the hallway, or if you're in a, a suburb, they're always looking out the window, not even in the suburb. If, you, if you're in an area where there's houses, someone's always looking out the window, creeping, lurking, watching what everybody in the neighborhood is doing. Well, that's what happened here. This is how he got caught. A neighbor called the police on him because she, you know, felt like it was irresponsible of him to leave the children who are all under the age of eight, by the way, in a home alone by themselves for long periods of time. She said she claimed she offered to get him babysitter help and he refused. For whatever reason that is. Now, he also does have a, a, pri- a prior conviction of child cruelty in 2011. So I'm not sure how this is going to play out for you, Mr. Victor King. But I just want to talk a bit about nosy neighbors. And I'm not saying that it's a good idea to leave five children unattended in a home who are all under the age of eight. I'm not saying that that's a good idea at all. Anything could happen. Children are curious. They just are. They're still learning life. They're still like trying to figure things out. So it's not a good idea to leave them unsupervised without. Yeah, it's, it's not a good idea to leave them unsupervised. So I'm not condoning that action. I feel like maybe he should have went and, and if he couldn't get a babysitter himself, get a babysitter from the help of that neighbor, even though she is nosy, even though she did end up calling the police on him. And if he did, in fact, leave the children with the neighbor and that neighbor left them alone. I think that that person needs to be arrested as well for leaving the children. It, I understand he has to do what he has to do to take care of his family. And it's, it's a pretty, it's a, it's a tough situation. This is like worst case scenario for trying to uh, get somebody to trying to, you know, charge somebody with something when you find out the motive to do it. It's like on the one hand, you want to keep the justice system, you know, any person who does X, will have to go through Y and have to eventually deal with Z. So I understand you're trying to keep the legal system and you can't say, well, this guy's conditions, this guy's circumstance was different, so he shouldn't be arrested or he shouldn't be charged. I mean, I, I still strongly believe it's, it's, it's irresponsible to leave five children under the age of eight all in the house by themselves. They could have burned the apartment down. They could have, I don't know, drink something one of the cleaning products that they they just don't know they they're just not they're curious so they're going to get themselves into stuff i was curious when i was eight years old so i was you know seeing hey what happens if i put this paper towel on this lit stove and my mom came around the corner and and handled it (laughs) but it's it's a tough situation. You're working to uh to to pay your medical bills for your wife who has cancer. You know, that's a, so noble. It's such a noble act. And then you get arrested because, you know, you got no choice but to go to work. He probably has to work crazy hours. And I'm not sure how much Chipotle pays, but he's probably pushing way more than 40 if, if that's the goal. As well as trying to keep the lights on and keep food on the table and, you know, keep the house warm. So it's a sad situation. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep in contact. I'm gonna stay updated with that story. I want to see 
where this goes. And uh, his bill was set at $25,000, but the, the, his community came together and paid it for him. So shout out to, to the community for coming together, understanding his situation and coming together and, and posting bail for him to get back to work. Because if you are working to not only support five children, but your sick wife, you can't afford any time off. So I like hearing things where, you know, I like hearing stories where a community comes together to help somebody out, especially in a situation like that. I'm sure everyone's excited for this solar eclipse that's supposed to come later on today. I have to say, I have no idea what to expect. Uh, they say, don't look at it. Something that comes around so rare, right? But you can't even look at it. That's, that's just life, you know? That's, that's just life in a nutshell. Something amazing is happening sometimes and you just, either you can't, just can't look at it you can't touch it you can't you just can't grab it and that's what's going on with this solar eclipse this this solar eclipse which uh i did do some research i saw that um the maximum eclipse here in new york will be i believe at 2 45 p.m that is the maximum eclipse here in new york and it'll only the sun will only be 70 percent covered the longest eclipse will be in a little teeny tiny town of Makanda, Illinois, population 600. Wow. There's 600 people on a train car at any given time here in New York City. And the best spots for the eclipse is from Oregon to South Carolina. Uh, well, Oregon and South Carolina. Those are the best spots to, to view the eclipse. And apparently, be careful if you are looking for eclipse glasses because... They have scammers out here selling fake eclipse glasses. So don't don't uh, don't get your eclipse glasses from a guy saying, yo, I mean, I got those eclipse glasses for the low. Don't don't get your glasses from that guy because you're probably going to go blind. You most likely will go blind. But 244 and it's going to last about a minute here in New York. So if you are looking to see the solar eclipse, uh, I, I mean, I guess. You, you can take a glance at it. I'm not sure. Don't don't quote me on that. I don't want anyone to go blind and say that Ben Lewis on Ben Talks said that I could look at the eclipse. But we have reached the end of our show today, ladies and, and gentlemen. I want to thank you all for listening. I want to thank Radio Free Brooklyn for once again giving me this opportunity. You can go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com slash Ben Talks to sponsor the show. You can go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com slash Pledge to sponsor the station. Uh, it's been great being here with you guys, and I will be here every Monday for the remainder of the season from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. I am Ben Lewis. This has been Ben Talks, and I'm signing out. Peace out, everyone. Until next week.